They're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Vegas. You think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! Boom! Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, Pete Van Dyke, speaking. For any Dutch Hall passengers uh, joining us from Ontario, uh, VG Meats is offering you a $10 off coupon if you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website on a pack, a six-pack of prime rib steak. So please go to the website, get your coupon, and enjoy some delicious VG Meats. I love red meat. <laughs> for, those, uh, for those of you... Uh, on board, please put your tables to their upright positions, uh, put your uh, seats up, buckle your seatbelts, because we are about to land in the douchebag capital of the world, the home of women drink for free and men pay through the nose to lurk around them. What happens there stays there, or at least that's what we try to convince the poor girl. The city that takes your money and sends you home with a smile. We're landing in Vegas, baby. Okay. <laughs> I didn't screw it up that bad. Thank you. That must have been those annoying people that said we landed safely. And uh, of course, that's what our fucking job is. We're going to land safely every time. Please don't clap every time the guy does his job. It's actually not, I don't even think it's that hard to drive a plane anymore, to be honest with you. It's like a, just a glorified cab driver. And they pay those people like shit, too, eh? Anyways, welcome to Dutch Hall, everybody. We're talking uh, Vegas today. Uh, my wife and I just returned from our seventh trip to Las Vegas. I thought, what better time to get some of our good friends together and talk about Las Vegas, Nevada, the home of or Sin City. Uh, I call it the douchebag capital of the world because of my little uh, jaded perspective of it. Uh, the thing, uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce all my guests here today. We've <laughs> we got a good mix here today of, of people who are uh, Vegas, uh, never been to Las Vegas, and people who have been a number of times, like my wife. She's been seven times, they said, with me. And uh, we also have uh, the lovely Darby that's here. And you've been one time? One time, yeah. One time. And how old were you when you went? 23. 23, eh? Yeah. So our first time that we went, we were also, we were 24 or 25, weren't we, Jane? Mm -hmm. Right? Time to go. A different. Who would you go with? A bunch of uh, girlfriends? Ten girls. Ten girls? Yeah. For what? Uh, uh, someone's bachelorette or no, something? just a long weekend. Oh. Just a long yeah. Just a casual long yeah. weekend. <laughs> Did you guys Buffalo. pay for any drinks at all? No. Yeah, one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's what I got to tell. That's one of the things we got to talk about with Las Vegas because <laughs> it's a whole different experience. And then for... Uh, so thank you very much for coming in, Darby. Thank no problem. Oh, sh let's give you a round of applause. Oh, we gave a kiss too. It's very nice. And as uh, I also have a super fan, uh, Jamie Barham, who's come back to join us. He's been on a few now, so thanks for coming, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Oh. And uh, also uh, here today, I, I don't know if we, if uh, who's in the co-host chair today, but we're kind of all just uh, splitting it. We're all co-hosts today. But uh, I have my cousin uh, Craig Franklin, who's joined us after a long hiatus. Thank you, Craig. 
Now, Craig and Barney, you've never been to Vegas before, is that right? Not once. Never. So the thing about Las Vegas is that uh, it's a land of uh, a great possibility. So when you go to Las Vegas, uh, you always have, uh, there's so many opportunities for uh, outrageous times. I'm sure if you're a 23-year-old girl going with 10 <laughs> other young women, your opportunities, uh, the chances of you being able to capitalize on one of those opportunities is far greater than being a gross 40-year-old man <laughs> who's going. <laughs> yeah. So... But uh, the thing about Las Vegas is that it's, uh, it's depicted in so many films and, and uh, so many stories. Even you hear about people who have went before uh, that if you haven't been, you have to have a, at least a vision of what you feel it would be like if you went there. And even if you have been, every time you go, you get in that, you get in the ready to go and you have a vision of what it's going to be like. And that's, that's kind of what I liked about that, uh, the swingers trip. Because if you... Most people's, uh, the Swingers clip I pay, play at the beginning is probably the most accurate depiction of Vegas is in that movie where you start out where you really think it's going to be um, best time the ever. best time ever and you have it built up in your head and then the reality that happens is usually a watered down version of the fantasy you've cooked up <laughs> and then you kind of justify that that was still good, right? Like that was still good what we did. It wasn't like the hangover but you know it was, <laughs> i got really blacked out drunk that one time yeah puked on the street you know we could have had the hangover it's just uh, <laughs> i don't remember to tell you yeah <laughs> but so we've been seven times as i said and i said of the seven times that we went i i've had a great time every, every time i went um i have a great time every time i go anywhere so it's that's not really that hard but in, in las vegas i always end up having a good time but of the seven times i went i had six good times and one ridiculous uh, experience and um, so for me i think the vegas odds of me hitting one of those hangover type experiences is uh, one in seven you know so far that's what the odds i've hit which i think is pretty good for for that's good odds a creepy old guy you know to go down there and have like one rock star trip you know so you are complaining more about about the douchebags there though yeah I, but you have to be more of a douchebag than these two, right? Because you've gone seven times. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no question, yeah, no question. <laughs> and uh, to be honest with you, uh, like I hate douchebags, uh, and they come in all forms. And in Vegas, all different forms of douchebags exist there. I mean, they, there's the traditional douchebag, like where I shouldn't say the traditional, like the rapey frat boy douchebag, yeah, you know, pop collar, that that guy. Yeah, like yeah. the you know that turned baseball cap, uh, extra uh, roided up bad tattooed you know yeah. spray tanned uh, you know uh what do you call it uh you know the guy like super racist jersey uh yeah maybe well is that a, dirty uh, i don't uh, but you know like the really like those type of douchebags that are gonna just wait go to the go out get drunk you know roofie a girl and do horrible things to her you know those type of people that i just can't stand like i can't stand them right and then there's the douchebags that are like the more the corporate type douchebag who just comes with a bucket of money, you know, and they're, oh, just, yeah. they're out there to sh buy bottle service and flaunt their money and then, again, take advantage or enact their will because they have this money, right? And those people I hate just as much. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there's just regular uh, people, the regular people that are there who are kind of like, we're probably still the majority, to be honest with you, but they just aren't making a big, as big a spectacle of, of themselves as the... This is like the regular shows, like if I would have went the first time, I'm that douchebag. Right? Yeah, well, well, that. Well, one of the things I find about Las Vegas is when you go there, you see like these people who are, I know they're working collar, like working class people, like they're blue collar people. That's why I mix two words together. And then, uh, <laughs> but I know they're like working class people, but they, 
And at home, they, these guys are good old boys. They're not going to be like, these guys are drinking whiskey or like they're drinking beer. You know, they're drinking like bourbon. You know, these are real like, or they're doing crystal meth. Like, I mean, yeah. these are like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, there's all those. But when they're in Las Vegas, they're sipping on. There's they have a huge like a two foot like beak plastic beaker filled with some sugary uh, some blender kind of drink. You know, with free refills. Well, it's because you get two. If you get the the collector glass, if you get this collector glass, it's fifteen or sixteen dollars, but you get a double drink in it. And if you buy just a regular drink, it's fifteen bucks for one drink. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah. these guys will buy the double, and then they can get their next one. They're getting two drinks, you know, for the price of one kind of right. thing. Right. They got to, but they got to drink it out of this stupid like test like tube a, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so these guys all of a sudden put their machismo aside, and they're like, I, I would, they would, I guarantee you, back in Kentucky. They would never fucking touch like a <laughs> strawberry daiquiri out of a big blender that they're sipping out of a straw. Right, but it's got four shots of whiskey in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that's the cheapest way to get wasted. I'm doing yeah. it, right? Yeah. And you see them walking around everywhere and they all look kind of miserable and lost, you know, by themselves just sucking on this thing. Hoping that something happens, and it doesn't. <laughs> it, never does. it doesn't. Those are the same guys you see sleeping on the bridge in the morning, you know, <laughs> most of the time. Curled up beside their commemorative cup. Yeah, yeah. And a puddle of, like, like purple puke or whatever they just drank, you know. <laughs> so it's weird. You go to Vegas, and everybody kind of behaves a little bit differently. I think it's the slogan maybe um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So people think they kind of got a free pass, you know, like yeah. that they yeah. they can kind of be someone else for a weekend and then it, no one's going to think any less of them because that's the time you can get away with it there in Vegas because they promise not to tell anyone. <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, I'm going to tell everybody everything I did in Vegas. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't buy that at all. It's not a written law. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I have nothing to hide in my life. So I'll tell, I'll tell you each seven, of the seven times if you want. I'm gonna definitely set uh, save the my the one ridiculous time for my closer because it's uh, it is ridiculous. Yeah, I'll tell. I'm, it's a teaser. There's one that one time that was really ridiculous. It was so ridiculous I can't even like. I'll, it, but it takes some time to get through, so we'll save it for the end. But we can go through a couple other experiences that we've had in Vegas and some of our observations. My first time ever in Las Vegas was. Uh, would have been we were recent we were just married and we were going to california but i found i could get a cheaper flight if i went to vegas because they were giving me cheaper flights to vegas and then rent a car and go to california so we stayed two days our first time ever in vegas we stayed two days at the sahara which was a great which was at the other part of the, it was an old old um uh hotel and it still is an old hotel i don't even know if it's still there anymore the sahara no probably not eh but we stayed at this old hotel because it was cheap and we were cheap and uh we and it was hot as blazes and i remember i just all i did was i i uh, went to the pool and um i went to the bar to buy a drink and i was shocked at the amount that the drink cost so i went uh i bought it begrudgingly and bitched to my wife about how much it cost the whole time <laughs> and we wouldn't be drinking much <laughs> no we weren't drinking much but then i saw a guy in the pool with these king cans and i said where'd you get the king cans and he says, oh, you're Canadian. And I said, I didn't, yeah, how did you know? I said, they call them tall boys here. You know, you called it a king can. And I go, I go where'd you get it? Like, yeah. And he goes, uh, the gas station, 30 bucks for, uh, like, or, or no, 10 bucks for 30 beers is what it was or something, right? Here we and, go. And he said, I just, I just put them in my garbage can filled with ice and I put it under my lawn chair there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, 
we are gonna get we are gonna get drunk, right? So I got to the gas station as quick as I can, fill up my garbage can, which people have used for puke buckets for years yeah. in that hotel. <laughs> put my beers in there with some ice, put it on the launcher, and it's a hundred and it's in August, so it's like hundred and sixteen degrees as hot as blazes, eh? And um we go and I drink all the kink cans and get just plastered. Uh, barely make it to my room, pass out with my wife in our, in, in our hotel room, wake up at like 3 in the morning, eh? And uh, we're like, well, this is a town that never sleeps. We're going to go out and enjoy Vegas and, you know, we'll get some food and then we'll go out drinking still because like, you can drink all the time. It's Las yeah, Vegas, yeah, right? Yeah. And then uh, so we ended up uh, going out and walking the entire goddamn town to try to find some place that would serve us food at that hour, and it was impossible, wasn't it? Yeah. And we had, we were looking for breakfast. We were starving. Yeah, yeah. Because we had traveled that day and just got wrecked, eh? And so... Um, it's nothing worse. And it's, yeah, so anyways, it was ended up being just a... Like, it was really a, abysmal time, right? Like We found the Holiday Inn that was serving breakfast, finally. Yeah, it was great. It was a. It wasn't the. It wasn't the. You know, the swankiest thing. But they fed us, right? And we would take anything at that time. And it was one of those buffets with the. You know, the. the <laughs> it was a little greasy. You know, I don't think they had a, splat, a sneeze guard at that one. <laughs> it was a little bit. It was a little. It was a little sketch, Jane. You gotta admit. But did you guys find places that you could get more booze at at that time? Like no. The, could mm -hmm. you have loaded more? Yeah, it, the city slept. All you could do is go to like you could go play play you go gamble, and the waitress would bring bring you a drink. So we would. Um, but there was no like bars open or. Now that we found, not that time, no. Like no, it sucked. No, I don't think it's as the same now because now the. Oh, yeah, I feel like you could now. Yeah, easier yeah. definitely. But uh, anyway, that was our first time. And then we came back and stayed one night at the Exc Excalibur, which we just basically got there in enough time to sleep and go home. So it was a, we, we had just a taste of what Vegas was like. We saw all the free shows on the Strip. Like, we were broke. So we, we packed camping gear and stuff. So we lugged it through the casino because <laughs> we were uh, going, going camping down the Big Sur coastline in California at the time. So And I brought some huge-ass knives in in my backpack, carry-on backpack at the airport, because I was like, and it was in camping mode. I had all our knives for Packed cutting meat, the and then it went through the uh, the scanner, and they were like, uh, "What are you Did doing?" You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then she's then the guy says, "You're gonna have to put this into your into your check luggage. These big cleavers that you have in your carry-on." <laughs> and then they pull out of her pack next two propane tanks, like those camper propane tanks. <laughs> And they go, and you can't take these anywhere on the plane. Like, you, you idiot, They're you know? Us. Yeah. Luckily, the guy was nice, and this is well well before 9-11, you know? Yeah. Jane would have been like... Well, and I cried because yeah. I was so embarrassed. I was, like, such an idiot. <laughs> it was horrible. And then when we, when we got down there, we had to spend the three bucks on the propane tanks, you know, at Walmart or whatever. And we, we didn't save it because we had them in our basement. <laughs> we were so cheap, eh? But you're married. You didn't have any money. You're yeah. just trying to oh, make yeah. do, right? So that was our first Vegas experience, and then we didn't go back until we were already um, had purchased uh, the optometry practice, and then there was an eye care convention down there. So when we first uh, bought the optometry practice, we went for the eye care convention, just the two of us, and stayed at the Monte Carlo, remember? Yeah. But we were so cheap at the time, we bought like... Um, uh, connector. Uh, we, we we I wanted to find the cheapest flight, so I did a connector through oh, yeah. Philadelphia, and Delta screwed us around with uh, overbooking it, and we got stuck in Philadelphia, and we we only got to really be in Vegas for a day. It was supposed to be a three-day trip, and it turned out it was oh, like really? only really a day, 
And in that day, it was Jane's birthday, and one of the uh, lens companies were, were having a big freebie party for the uh, for the Canadian optometrist. So we got we weaseled our way into that party, and um, it was at Pure at at, at Caesars, and uh, it was an open bar. And I was in the bathroom talking to the bathroom attendant because I love bathroom attendants. There's one thing I, I like bathroom <laughs> attendants, and I like uh, cab drivers. They're my favorite people, right? So in the bathroom attendant, I've had some dandies with bathroom attendants, some real good conversations. They're hilarious for the most part. So I was in the bathroom at the at this uh, pier, and I'm talking to this Mexican bathroom attendant. Me and him are hitting it off great, eh? He's we're smoking cigarettes. He's giving me cigarettes and stuff, and we're, we're telling jokes. We're having a great time. And um, he tells me, hey, Britney Spears was here like a couple weeks ago, and it got real crazy. And he goes, wait till about 10 o'clock. Once your private party is over, then the, the general public gets in here, and this place gets really crazy. So all I heard, I didn't care about the crazy. I heard my free bar is going to end at 10 o'clock, right? So then I went out and told all the optometrist uh, guys, who were all like 200-pound, like six-foot-tall guys, and me, uh, this open bar is only for like another hour. And so we started doing shots, you know. We're going to get our money's worth out of this. Yeah. So um, it's Jane's birthday, so she's keeping up with us, the poor girl. <laughs> By the end of it, uh, I'm in with one of her classmates in the bathroom with the bathroom attendant. We're smoking cigarettes, and we come out, like, just laughing, having a great time. And there's Jane just horrified, you know, crying because she couldn't find us. And she wanted to go home to bed because she's had enough. She was full. And I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> convince her that no no we're only here one night you know let's keep going you know everything's good look yeah. <laughs> we still got like look, we got ten cigarettes. minutes left <laughs> yeah you maybe just need a little bit of food right so there's another party at the flamingo right <laughs> yeah. anyway so I could, we went to the flamingo because Hasselhoff was supposed to be there remember yeah. yeah that was a celebrity guest the celebrity guest was supposed to be Hasselhoff and we were getting pretty excited about it eh? that anyways I said we gotta go see and. Uh, Anyways, Jane had about one cracker. She felt a little upset tummy, and we had to go home. I realized very quickly we had to go home because uh, yeah. my wife was a little bit more uh, further along than I had given her credit for. That's, is that a nice way to say it? Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> so we went home, and I proceeded to hold her hair for some time lovingly. And then we, uh, <laughs> she didn't feel well for, even till the flight home. Yeah. Right, we would. We had a real tough experience at the airport the next day too. It was terrible. <laughs> so that was number two. That was our second time in Vegas. We really haven't nailed it yet, but we all we had a little taste of a good time there. Yeah, different stories. Right. I got a question here, quick. Yeah, what's up? Every time you went, you've been with Jane all seven times. All seven times, yeah, with my uh, wife. Yeah, never. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I don't know if I would go with a, if I go with a bunch of guys. You know, uh, what kind? Of, how different? Well, but you maybe we're gonna do a stag at one point. But yeah, that never really happened. No, no, we had one friend that was uh, Oops, uh, was the late last one to get married. So we figured, oh, go. we'll do it with him because we'll be grown ups by that time with a little bit of money, and we could get there. It'd be expensive. Yeah, but it was it would have been crazy. Yeah, so uh, and we could never really justify it. Then everyone's got kids, and you put your money in other things, right? <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I'll, I I can't imagine a scenario where I'd go with a bunch of dudes, but maybe I will someday. I, I don't know. It's different than a bunch of girls going, like you said, right? It's, they're getting all the drinks bought for him. It'd just be a bunch of broke assholes leaving, eh? Well, yeah, well, especially a bunch of married dudes. Be like, I hang around with a bunch of married guys, so we're going to go down there, a bunch of married guys, and we're going to um, sit there all creepily looking at young girls and uh, pool bar that go to yeah. a Celine Dion concert <laughs> or Paying the 50 bucks to get into the Top Chanel pool. Yeah. Just so we can sit there and, like, what? Top yeah. Are there Top like a great time. Yeah, there was a Top Chanel pool. The, we went to the Mandalay Bay this year. That's where we got back from. There's a Top Chanel pool. What's it called? 
Maria. Maria. And I did, I, 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 uh, did not go to the Topshell Beach, but Jane went. I did. Oh, you did, Jane? Yeah, my wife did because she got in for free. I got in for free. Oh, yeah. So she went to go check it out. And the one time they had Lots this. Lots of fake boobies. Oh, I bet. Yeah, we'll, let you, well, you should tell the whole story about it. We'll t- tell the story about that one girl. But then, but in a bit. Wait. And then, so they were going in. They were going in. And uh, they, they said they'd scope it for me. And they get these pink bracelets, right? And then uh, Jane's uh, associate was going. She would. She says, she Jane, the, the sun was heating, heating up her bracelet, so the glue was getting melty. So she could take off the bracelet and then attach it to my arm, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So she did. She put the pink bracelet on me. She goes, now you're in. We'll get in for free, and you show you've already paid. But uh, our associate was going in there to check to make sure boys were wearing pink bracelets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blue with and, uh, so Jane's telling us this whole plan that uh, she's going to check the bracelets. And then, so I said, just put it on. So we, we got the bracelet on. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go see the, what the spectacle is. And uh, she comes running back, abort, abort. They're all purple. They're all purple. Oh, so shit. I didn't get to go in. But they went back then for the afternoon to watch the girls. And what what was it like? Because for me, what I looked at is the pool that I was going to I didn't have to pay for was like uh, there was uh, families with kids, you know, because there was a lazy river and a wave pool and shit. Like yep. uh, it was nice. It looked like old Aztec ruins and stuff. And it was beach, like your your chairs were on a beach and stuff. But then, uh, but it was like that, and then there was like the more people that didn't want to pay the money, but they were still drinking and stuff. But it was a little bit more laid back. And then the other one seemed to be all the like club kids and stuff were going over to uh, the the Toptional. the Toptional pool. Yeah, so definitely more douchebags, and they were all like built and huge and tattoos. And the douchebags that you hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. First grade. That's why I wasn't in a rush to pay 50 bucks to go hang out with them. And I know that those slutty girls with their tits out are going, they're interested in those guys too. Plus, I'm not interested in any girl. Like, uh, like I'm not, I just don't care about it. Yeah. I saved Well, and most of the girls that were there were kind of with a guy. So they were, you know, I'd say a lot of them were showing off um kind of fake boobs yeah, although some were questionable they looked pretty good and then some you could tell were probably european and were used to just sunbathing nude because they were just Fully you know tanned, hanging doing, yeah. and big and they didn't give a shit right yeah. they were maybe older and they were there because they actually wanted to tan their boobies <laughs> yeah, I don't know. so craig what do you th- if you go to if you go to vegas like uh i think it's where do you call like because there's there's so many things to do you got the gambling you've got the pools You've got the restaurants, you got the clubbing, you've got uh, the strip clubs and yeah. all that, you know, and you got the, uh, what else you got? Uh, hookers, uh, that's, or, but not in Vegas. In Vegas, it's not free. It's not illegal. It's, it's just, not legal. Is it in the state of Nevada? The state of Nevada, yeah, but I think it's outlawed in the city. You got to go outside the city oh. for the whorehouses. And then, that's good to know before I head there. But like, if you were going to go down, what would you, what would you think that the, that what like, I would do? Yeah, what would you be doing? How would you fill your days in Las Vegas? I, I'm not much of a gambler, so I wouldn't probably gamble too much. I'm Dutch, so I like my money, right? Penny yeah. slots. Penny slots? Yeah. You don't get anything for penny. Sorry, go ahead. I'd uh, <laughs> probably just drink. I'd do a lot of people watching. Yeah, yeah. And then if the options there, I'd like to blow a cow up with a bazooka. <laughs> you would do that? The, the gun, that's another thing you can do is like is shoot guns, right? No yeah, I, I, I don't like shooting guns. You, what about you? If you went to Vegas, Jamie, like, what would you think? What would you think you'd be going to do? I'd, I'd probably go to gamble. I like gambling. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd probably yeah, I'd 
sit down at a poker table Which at least games, yeah. at least once. Poker? Yeah. I do some yeah, roulette. Probably. I gamble a bit, but I wouldn't roulette be a little a bit. I like roulette, and uh, I'm not a, much of a slots player. Yeah, or uh, like blackjack. Really, I sat down at a blackjack table once and didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've determined that Vegas for me is just a pool with nice restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, but it's a pool like the gym. Like if you if you don't work out and you go to a like a gym where everyone's real good looking and buff, and you feel real embarrassed about yourself, <laughs> that's what Vegas pools are like to me. So you still see them. <laughs> There's also a fat guy over there on the tr- on the stairmaster or the rowing machine or whatever. There's still a guy that's worse than me, but there's so many ones <laughs> so that yeah, are like you're, you're, doing pull-ups and you know like they friggin' look great. Like there was this one guy from Boston. He's in front of me. He's a super nice guy. He's like there's a table in front. Of me. The guy's so goddamn handsome. I can't even look at him. And hey, Jane, and he's offering drinks to people. And then the gosh darn it, eh? I'm like, how am I supposed to? And you could see the whole time he's coming in. Jane's got Jane's sunglasses. All of a sudden, you know, she can <laughs> put her sunglasses down so she can watch this guy. Yeah, but he's like, and you can't, you know. So that's a little bit disturbing. And you can tell all, all these people <laughs> spend a lot of time like to get ready for it too. Like they train so they can go to the pool. Yeah, Vegas like they, in three yeah. months. It's their goal. Yeah, I got Vegas <laughs> in three months. I gotta look my best, you know. And it's like, you know what I did? Nothing. I just showed up the day before I packed. You know, that's all I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife looked great, though, but it's a personal goal for you, right? Yeah, for sure. Because I don't get a chance to exercise much, so I'm like, all right, Vegas is coming. Let's go. What's your favorite part, Darby, when you go? I like the pools. The pools, too? Yeah. yeah. The bars were kind of fun. What hotel did you stay at? Uh, Bally's. Would they have a good pool? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Did you go to a different pool? We went to the Cosmo pool, which was fun. Oh, yeah, that's But beautiful. the MGM, the Wet Republic, was the best day. Oh, really? Yeah. The like, DJ and why? all that why stuff? Why was yeah. it the best day, though? Because why? Because we had one of the corporate douchebags. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there <laughs> from Washington. Or and God everything was where. there. Yeah. No, and he was kind of by himself. Yeah, for sure. And he sure. had a cabana, so we're like, okay. Oh, well, I wish we're I had a group. We feel safe. Yeah. And there was someone bag. else. There was a lady pouring the drinks. So we're like, we're okay. Um, and then they carried him out. He was on. He was so coked out. They had to carry him away. So we got to, <laughs> we got to take over the cabana for the rest of the day. So, oh, yeah. it's great. Nice. Worked out great for him. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have to put up with him. Guy no, had the shades. Yeah, he was gone. Left his credit like, card. Everything's good. No, because with those with those uh, cabanas, what happens is they pay so much money for them. And it's already them, prepaid. Kind of and thing. you get a bar tab of the, of that value. So like, if you pay twenty five hundred bucks for a cabana by the pool. You get a twenty-five hundred dollar tab, like bar tab. Yeah. Oh, for free. So. Yeah. And so well, you have to you. Well then. So you order, you spend your money, and then all the bottles just sit there. And then that's why they're really. That's why those people at the, at the, uh, the cabanas are are apt to bring up people and yeah. give them drinks because they can't drink yeah. it all themselves. So they give it away, and then the party ends up happening at their cabana. It was perfect timing. Yeah, that's what that's what happened with our story too. It, it all stemmed. It all started from the cabana. Yeah, the cabanas. And then moved on from there and got a little bit more crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, this yeah. was like the one crazy story. Yeah, the crazy story, which we will uh, we will get to. But right now we should do something different. We should do feedback. We got a feedback. Feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. Well, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback this week. Uh, we are on episode... Is this episode 40? This might be episode 40. You're kidding. I think it is. It's the one with the zero. So we got... It's a, Let's applaud that. Yay. <laughs> 
So episode uh, 40, I think it is. Uh, but we got feedback last week from our uh, episode round two with Ryan Vandenbush. And round two was actually, it went, it did very well in the ratings. People, A lot of people listened. So thank you to everyone that was listening. And uh, we got quite a bit of feedback and new listeners last week. So it's been a really good week for that. So thank you to everybody who reached out and gave their two cents on the episode. Um, we'd like to thank any of the new listeners. Well, I'll go through the list and I'll tell you why the list sounds so impressive for our new listens this week. But it's going to sound awesome when I tell you where all our listeners are from. I'm really global. I'm a global phenomenon, as it turns out, live from the Dutch Hall. This week, listen to these. There's not one Canadian listener that I'm going to mention here. They're all international. We have Tracy, California. Now, Nalgene, China. Long Beach, California. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Lyle, France, Salt Lake City, Utah, Lazio, Italy, Altia, Spain, Eastwood, Australia, Hangzhou, China, and Stuttgart, Germany. Do you know, actually, we were we were saying because I have I'm live from the Dutch Hall, and and someone was asking me, do you get a lot of listeners from Holland? I said, oh, I think they're my biggest uh, European uh, market, yeah, you yeah. know. But then I went and looked at my stats. Turns out Holland is a distant uh, second to, to my number Germans. one list to the Germans. The yeah, Germans, the Germans yeah. like the Dutch Hall. Eh? Yes, and I have not been kind to the nine, Germans nine, 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 since the beginning. Nine, nine, nine. Maybe, maybe that's why they uh, they enjoy you they so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm either I'm either like David Hasselhoff yeah. there, you know, or I'm uh, I'm like the, uh, a villain, like the yeah. the anti-Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but or maybe they just I don't know why the Germans would be listening, but they listen. So, Maybe they just have a sense of humor that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a bunch of Canadians that. are over there, and they and they just are listening because they like because they uh, like hearing somebody hacking on Canadians the in Germany listening to the Dutch Hall. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think it might be because a lot of the people from because uh, uh, that sounded really cool. I had Spain and Italy and France. It looked like I was. Well, actually, my uh, one of our listeners, um, Kyle Van Gronigan uh, from VG Meats, uh, one of our great our great sponsor. Uh, he actually was traveling Europe with his wife, and I know he's. I think he and he's a, he's a big listener of the show, and he had been gone, missed a couple episodes. So I think he caught up, downloaded them when he was over there. So at the various stops that he went to, I think I got a download from, and it made it look like I had a listener from all those countries. So oh, okay. If more live from the Dutch Hall listeners want to travel the world, and then uh, just make sure you download one of my episodes when you're away, so it makes it look like I'm a big deal overseas. <laughs> that would be great. So uh, our listener, thank you to all our new li- our new listeners from all over the world. Thank you. Oh, come on. And our listener of the week this week is uh, my good buddy, Jeff Kemp. Jeff Kemp is an old, uh, uh, I used to work with him back in my old banker days. And uh, Jeff Kemp and some of the old uh, boys from the uh, company I used to work for uh, just found out about my show and started listening. And Jeff, uh, he did everything I asked my listeners to do all in one week. He listened to my episode. He told his friends. He uh, uh, followed me on Twitter. He liked me on Facebook. And he uh, (laughs) actually donated $20. Or I shouldn't say how much he donated. But he donated uh, (laughs) money on PayPal to me. But he's the only first guy to to donate to the show. So as far as I'm concerned, Jeff Kemp is a 100% shareholder and live from the Dutch Hall. (laughs) First donation. And, And he is also the listener of the week. So thank you very much for all your help. Also, one of the things that Kemp said in his feedback, which I thought was really interesting, is he said, 
I know it's going to be hard for you, Pete, but you're going to have to uh, cut out some of your friends who suck on the show and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and really like try to like ride your good horses, you know, like try to keep the good guys coming back. So I'm just going to let you know, I'm take, I always take my feedback from my listeners very seriously and you're all on watch, you know, at, ver- at any point in oh, time, wow. if I start getting too much feedback, you're cut. You just got to be cut. cut. It's, it's a cutthroat spin. We're trying to make this show terrific. <laughs> I think and Jeff should have to come on the show. Who? Jeff. Jeff Kemp should Jeff have to come on the show. That's a good. That's a good point, Darby. And I think that. Let's see what he does under the mic. Yeah. I know. I'd like to have him in one day. I got lots of stories. Actually, I told one of his stories one time on the show. I don't know if he noticed I was talking about him because I didn't use his name. But there's that's a mystery. You have to figure out which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very recent and it's gross. <laughs> so anyways that's that's a we had lots of feedback and most of the people who are saying they really enjoyed the the episode with ryan last week uh one thing that uh was said was that they liked that i wasn't a um a jock sniffer a jock sniffer was how it was put they liked how i was interviewing an athlete they said some people interview athletes they get real a real boner about the fact that the guy was a professional athlete uh, and they get all excited about yeah. that and then they end up kissing the guy like licking the guy's balls the whole time instead of like treating him like a regular dude and then because it's my brother-in-law i know him and i'm not really that excited about hockey players like uh <laughs> it was easy for me to do but uh thank you i like that too if a person wasn't to do that because um Everybody, he had a great story and great accomplishment, but you know everybody does great things. If a guy comes in here and he's a really fantastic, uh, you know, accountant and he's uh, you know best in his, you know, he's done yep. achieved it at the highest level, he, he's just as interesting as a person that dedicated his time to learn how to shoot a puck or whatever, you know. Yep. Yep. But uh, nonetheless, it's a really really interesting story because he's in, it's uh, just the amount of detail that, that guy knew his craft, especially in the. When he talks about how he would grab a guy's jersey and the way he would grab it underhanded or overhand or like everything, the amount of detail they thought about how to punch a guy in the face, it's just amazing <laughs> to me, you know, like it really is a, like a, 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 a skill set, you know, it's, it's fantastic. It's like an art form. But anyways, though, I think it was a pretty good episode all in all. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go back and listen. I also want to thank my um, people that supported me on Amazon. Was the bell sweat not necessary? Yeah. That's how I lead into my Amazon yeah, commercial. Yeah. And then I go into Amazon. So it, people are supporting me on Amazon. Uh, but, and, but I'm I'm not really like raking in the dough yet. But um, What's on your wish list? There's two things on my wish list. And when you donate on PayPal, I give you an email to thank you for your support for Life in Dutch Hall. And I tell you what I'm going to spend your money on. So there's two things oh, that I want to spend your money on. One thing is I would like to, uh, people are saying they'd like to have a telephone, a phone-in capability so that we can have uh, like phone-in guests, you know, or phone, or that we can uh, just have the audience phone in for their opinion. If I can tweet them what the subjects are and then they yeah. can call in or whatever. But then they have to be available for that exact hour, hour and a half that we're Yeah, doing. I'm tweeting it to them. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I tell you I tell you when the show's going to start and then you can call in about the topics and then and then I'll take the call cold and then when I can figure out how to do it so that you can actually stream it live. And you can hear the call and everything. Then you can hear the call and everything, which is uh, I am I am looking at both of those things and trying to figure out how to do that, but they're both on the agenda. And then the other thing is looking at a video component to the show so to get uh, GoPro cameras so we can um, have a video element to the show. Those are the two things I'm going to spend the money on that I get right now with my Amazon earnings and the generous <laughs> donation of Mr. Kemp. 
uh, which I think a lot of people, if you look at the guy's been listening for one week, he's already shelled up 20 bucks. You know, some of you guys have been listening for, <laughs> you know, six months, eight, you know, nine months you've been, some of you guys listening, you know, all I'm asking for is a fin, you know, throwing a fiver once in a while. So what are the odds that someone's going to donate? I don't know. Maybe they would. You know what? I, the best comedian I ever saw, or one of my favorite comedians I ever saw in my life was that that was a, a street comedian, a, like a, a, a bum, right, in Denver. Do you remember that guy? There was a street comedian came up to me and started telling me jokes. And, he, and, and then uh, he one went with his big, his big joke was, do you remember his big joke was what do you call, what do you call uh, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder playing uh, tennis? And he said, endless love. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Where's the... Yeah, I need that drum <laughs> rim shot. Wait, there we go. Anyways, I, and then he, then I was like, I, it got a laugh out of me, you know, that was because he was so excited about that one, because that was his big joke. He that goes, was really good. Do you remember that? Yeah. So and, the, and then I go to him, and then I, then I pulled out my money. I pulled out a five dollar bill. I was gonna give him. See, I give this guy five dollars, right? Because he entertained me, not for nine months. <laughs> but for okay, enough. Okay, <laughs> but he entertained me. So I pulled out the five bucks. Then he realized that he had, um, he 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 had. I was going to give him that much money. So he started telling more jokes, and he threw in a whole bunch of jokes. And I I don't remember what his closer was, but when his when his when he closed, I remember asking him like, why'd you close with that? You know, you you shouldn't have closed with that. Uh, like that wasn't it wasn't really a strong close. Like I was curious, and he goes, yeah, yeah. I, um, if you threw me off. I didn't know you were going to give me that much money. So I, if I knew that, I would have saved my closer, which was the, the Ray Charles, which is the Ray Stevie Charles Stevie Wonder, Wonder joke, Stevie right? Wonder, yeah. And I'm like, he goes, but you threw me off. So I was just trying to give you more material because you're so generous, right? That's what he was saying, right? And uh, I'm like, no, I just enjoyed the guy, like, because I, I, I was amazed that this homeless guy did so much work on his on his material, you know. I know, and I just want to get away from people like that, and then you love it. Flock to him, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. Like, Jane, Jane, come here. Come they're here. interesting Jane, guys. Look at this guy. He's yeah. got no souls on He did his so shoes. much work on his set. Like he, it wasn't like he just threw it together like, or he was just making it up on the fly. Like This guy like tried it out. He had an order for it. He knew his timing. He was like, yeah. you know, it was really, he knew, like he was, that's what he did. He just didn't go do it on stage. He did it on the street, and that was how he got money. But he probably did like open mics, right? No, I, he didn't. He, his yeah, open was mic was the street. His open mic was people walking by, and he tried the joke on you, and he does it one-on-one -on -one comedy. It's great. Um, I, the, you hear about in City to City, there are guys that do this. It's like like most of them are mentally ill. Well, I guess, but they would probably make more money doing it that way than going trying to go to an open mic, right, where they wouldn't yeah, make anything. To be honest with you, I think they were, I think he would, yeah. If I give him, I give him five bucks, even if a guy gives you a buck, I mean, a lot of these guys will do a set. And, uh, and if you're doing it for hours and hours and you have these audiences of one all day long, yeah, you know, people, yeah, people shell out some cash. Like even like you said, a buck, eh? If I go back, I would look for the guy. That's, that's how much fun I had with him. The guy enjoyed it. You know, I remember one time in New York, I had a street guy. Well, I wasn't, I don't know if he was a comic or not, but he, uh, he was pitching me a movie about, uh, <laughs> Uh, he was going to make this movie with Ronald Reagan and Zsa Gabor, who actually share the same birthday, as it turns out. <laughs> and uh, it was just a little aside, but that's how he pitched those two. That. And I was like, I just knew that because I have a buddy with the same birthday, and we just look up who is celebrity. Who <laughs> was your celebrity birthday? Yeah. And it was those two were the same day. I'm like, oh, hmm. Zsa Gabor and Ronald Reagan. I don't even remember. So anyways, uh, I knew that. And he said he's going to make it, and he had this whole plot lined out, and it was, like, ridiculous. Like, it just didn't make any – it was just all nonsense. And I, I, he, But he made me laugh. Like, I was – so I gave him I gave him more money to give another a beggar. Like, I wouldn't give a 
I don't give actually homeless people anything, to be honest with you. I think it's contributing to the problem, but those people I don't see as being a problem. They're entertaining me, yeah, yeah. so I wish they would just keep it up. They're doing great. Stay homeless. Just <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, stay yeah I hope you have a nice home. Just you just perform on the street. They're street performers, right? I would, they should probably invest it better, that rather than in like booze and, and yeah, anything that'll get hookers. Yeah. You think it's hookers, eh? Well, that's you why want? you're supposed to go buy them a meal or something instead yeah. of giving them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or give them a what job. The last guy bought him the meal then. It's like fuck. He's got to save it, I guess. <laughs> what? You said what? The Haitian dwarf? <laughs> How many are we going to do this time? We'll see one. Haitian Dwarf. It's Haitian Dwarf time, everybody. And as we know, we have a, a super fan of all super fans, the Haitian Dwarf, who listens to our show every week and provides us with feedback like only the Haitian Dwarf can. We've actually, if you follow me on Twitter, we have just had another Haitian Dwarf sighting this week from uh, some listeners of ours. They sent in a picture. And um, well, I think we saw him uh, selling out to the man, is what I said. He, he was in a business oh, suit and working in an office. Yeah, like yeah. He went corporate. So I don't know if that's really you, Haitian Dwarf. We're just always trying to find you. But uh, this week he gave some feedback about uh, episode 39. Uh, he said, thank you. Five stars. Five stars is always uh, for the Haitian Dwarf. Thank you. And uh, he said, thank you, Ryan Vandenbush, for, uh, for proving to the world that size doesn't matter. <laughs> Big doesn't make you tough. I'd like to see the Grim Reaper dude get thrown against the Velcro wall a couple of times to see how tough he is. Ooh, episode idea. You guys uh, dwarf toss Ryan live on air. You can sell tickets is what he said. Now, thank you, Haitian Dwarf, for the feedback. No, I'm going to make that one short because what you did was you called my brother-in-law an esteemed professional athlete that has been been uh you know top of the game one of the 700 best players in the world at one time but to have a spot in the nhl no thank you and uh so uh, and you and you called him a dwarf you you know which is a he's a full-grown man like he's a full-grown man <laughs> he just happens to be smaller than the giants if anything what you should do is direct your like uh, the hate towards really towards the giants yeah. towards the giants they're the real freaks those beasts that he has to go up against right <laughs> all ryan is is a is a tiny guy with probably the right sort of uh there's a theory that mr bone has that he's a neanderthal eh? that he's a, that he actually has a, a denser bone structure in his skull or something. <laughs> i think so and longer arms and it, and it makes him like this this like a uh, genetic fighting machine bred too because he's yeah. genetically like from this neanderthal line or, or yeah, whatever and the giants, the, eh? the giants would have too much weight to be able to hang on the velcro wall you couldn't throw the giants. Ryan's not a giant, though. He's a regular-sized guy. He's an average-sized man, right? We couldn't. And so in order for us, it would be the giants coming in. We need to get some of these big beast uh, NHL fighters, the ones he used to score off against, like these big giant 6'7", 300-pound guys, and they would throw Ryan against the wall in a Velcro suit. That's, I think, what the Haitian Dwarf's I, idea is. I'd actually just like to see Ryan in a Velcro suit. I think that'd look fucking hilarious. I, I don't know. If you could get thrown against the wall, have we asked this on the show before? Would you do it? Like if you're a giant guy, you're you're actually giant. But if I could throw you against the wall, let's say, or a team of us could, would you do it? Uh, if you give me enough beers, I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
No one's throwing you anywhere, Barney. No, no, nobody's <laughs> taking me off the ground, I don't think. It's going to be It's hard. like the end of the Muppet sh- Show movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like fun, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd do it. So you, Or let's like, say you had to just jump on a trampoline and then just throw yourself against the Velcro wall and stick on oh, it, right? Yeah. Like so you could, go for points? Like yeah, go for a, points. Like on a, a Velcro wall with like denominations from 10 to 100 or yeah. something? Yeah. Oh, make it a game. Your that would be so fun. Is like your highest point. Yeah. I would do it, too. There's no way I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And you could... Uh, wedgie myself pretty good, but <laughs> the Velcro suit would get a workout. I can believe sure. one time Barney was over at, a, at a, we had a family cottage rented one time, and we did this thing called uh, uh, take a flying fuck through a rolling donut. It was a game that we invented yeah, yeah. where we took uh, we took a hula hoop. And yeah, the kids you, had hula hoops there. Yeah, and you know how you can take a hula hoop and you can kind of spin it like uh, you can put a backspin on it so it'll roll back towards you. So you you throw it out, you roll it back, and then you have to dive through the hula hoop without knocking it over. And uh, we would spend hours doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I almost got it once. You, you did pretty good. I couldn't yeah. believe how spry you were. Like, because yeah. to get through that thing, and like, the you're good at it. Actually, I don't think you were. I think you did it. Yeah, like I think I had a bruise on my chin. The next you morning. and Ryan, you and Ryan from, like, Van- diving through, it, yeah. landing on my face. Yeah, you and Ryan Vanabush were the best the time. at it. it was yeah. Some people were so comical. It was hilarious. Yeah, my brother-in-law Jeff uh, Ball Ballsy. He uh, he was just ter- terrible. He would like he would dive full f- like no fear, yeah. but like always eat shit hard. Like he he it was <laughs> it was brutal. He just kept doing it. That's a great game. Fl- take a flying fuck through a rolling donut. If you if you're ever just looking for something, have to a do. hula hoop and uh, too many beers. Yeah, try it. <laughs> try it. It's great for sure. <laughs> That should be a new like attraction at Vegas. You just have to pay for the right. Haitian dwarf. Haitian dwarf. Can you get through a a, a rolling donut? We could probably we try. Can try it with a donut. <laughs> yeah, he he goes through an actual donut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, Haitian dwarf, for all your uh, help. And uh, once again, I was starting to get an Amazon. Go on, if you do want to still buy stuff for me on Amazon, go to my website and just click on the banners. And then shop your hearts to your heart's content. Christmas is coming. I'm actually up with a generous donation to uh, averaging $4 a month as my earnings. So uh, almost, nearly, I'm kind of embellishing a bit. That's like $3.90 something cents but per month is on average. But uh, that's pretty good, AJ. Eh, you can't complain about that. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy as hell to buy something on Amazon. What does that work out to per hour? Oh, uh, it doesn't even register. There's not a, there's not enough decimal places on my calculator to figure that one out. Anyways, that's it for Vegas. We got Vegas. So I want to do, or not Vegas. We got Vegas. But feedback. We got feedback. Now let's get back to Vegas. Um, I have a couple notes here. They're like one. They're like one uh, one sentence notes. The one is bringing your kids to Vegas. Bringing your kids. What's your take on bringing your kids to Vegas? Don't no. Do it. Why? We yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't understand. That's, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, I don't care. Like, even if you're in like, because when we talk about Vegas, this whole time we're talking about it. We're talking about the Strip or like the touristy traps in Vegas. We're not talking about people that live down there and work down there and see the city for what it is, like, uh, which they say is a really nice city once you get away from the Strip. But uh, what we're talking about is. Uh, Oh, I lost my train of thought. We're talking about what are we talking bringing about? Bringing your kids to bringing your kids to Vegas. So if you're if you're living in Vegas and you uh, want to go to do something recreationally, there's got to be something else other than that. Bringing them to a cesspool of yeah. of drunken tourists that are going down there to behave just as bad as they can, where there's Mexicans on the street at all times, like flicking. flicking 
pictures of prostitutes that they're showing you, or uh, sorry, escorts, right? Escorts. Escorts. I'm not prostitutes. You're not hookers in Vegas. You're not hookers, and when you, I don't understand the difference between an escort and a and a prostitute. Uh, I think escorts uh, reserve the right to say no. I guess if they don't like you, is that the difference? I think so. so they say. So you flash a bunch of. But yeah, face. do they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't think that they really. They're probably their uh, criteria for having intercourse with you is fairly low. I would imagine. <laughs> I think money's winning for a lot of these girls. And it was interesting. <laughs> we were jogging one day at about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you went for a trip. jog. While yeah, I like to go for a jog yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, because we were uh, too hungover one day to really drink, and so, so the next day we were like, "Hey, we're up early. We can go for a jog." And then it's interesting because you see some couples. When you're on this on the sidewalk, and you're not sure whether, you know, because women dress to the nines when you're in Vegas, right? Yeah. And so you never know: are they really a couple, or is this someone he took home last night oh, that he's just, just saying goodbye? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had a girl on the elevator the one morning, and uh, she was. Uh, there was a guy looked like he had just freshly showered. He's wearing uh, jeans and a shirt, like he's ready for the day. The young lady sitting beside him in the elevator with me. It's just the three of us in the elevator. She is wearing uh, an evening gown of some sort, oh, like yeah, a, yeah. a club dress, you know, a black dress. Well, it's actually shorts, but uh, skorts or something, like a short skirt, but it was skorts in the back. And she had like red hair, and like her makeup was run, was had been running, and uh, she was uh, had no shoes. She had no shoes on, and uh, she was obviously uh, still wearing the clothes yeah. from the previous evening. And he was escorting her out, so I had a feeling she found her way to this guy's room. And was uh, maybe upset in the morning when she woke up and realized that she had what she had done, and so this was the walk of shame was. that I was being witness to the whole time. What? Yeah. Maybe he was the prostitute. Was, uh, oh, bro, maybe. Hey. I don't think this girl needed it though. She was a pretty enough girl, but uh, I don't know why a girl she wouldn't have to pay for sure. She could have found enough grease balls that would have uh, given her what she needed. I think. <laughs> it shouldn't be called the walk of shame. It should be called the walk of fame. I don't have a problem. Like I didn't feel, feel bad for the poor girl. I mean, I felt bad if she made it, if she regretted the decision. I feel bad for her making a bad decision, but I don't uh, fault her for you know. I don't think less of her because she got laid if she want if that was her goal. You know, yeah. I would say that guys will go down to Vegas to try to get laid. Mm -hmm. Maybe some women do too. Yeah, well, you'd think so, right? Sure. I, I watched a thing called um, it was a guy in Vegas. He asked a hundred girls to have sex, but he asked very polite. He just went like. Uh, he said he was going to go up to 100 different girls in Las Vegas and just say, may I please have sex with you? Hello. Um, would you like to have sex with me this evening? You know, is it okay? Uh, and that's all he, all he did. Very politely asked if he could have sex with the girls. He had women try to threaten to knife him and uh, <laughs> to get out of here or I'm going to cut you. And then, uh, then he had, out of the 100 he asked, six of them agreed. Just said yeah? Just said hey. yes. Hey. Sure. Perfect. Right. And he had just said by asking politely. <laughs> and the one, and the one, the first two were actually a, a double. It was two girls, African American young ladies. And they both agreed to it. And they both agreed to it. And the one hooker he asked, he didn't counter because she, she's a hooker. Yeah, he said he didn't know she was a hooker at first, and then realized quickly she was. I got fooled by hookers a bunch of times. I got because I'm not, I'm a naive guy. I, I, if you look at a map of uh, the world and at night. You know, like if you look at the from space, you look at the globe and you see all the lights on. I'm from the part that's dark, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I always think that people don't remember, like the dark parts. So that's where we live. There's people in the dark parts, yeah. right? And that's us. Like we <laughs> we get forgotten all the it's time. Too far between yeah. us guys from the dark parts. 
But, uh, so I don't really know a lot of shit. I don't see a lot of shit most of the time. I'm pretty um, sheltered in my existence. So when I go down and see some stuff, I get pretty, uh, like, it's, it's eye-opening for me, you know? Like, I, I never really know how to take it. But I always enjoy it, like, as a spectator. But then I want to get the fuck out of there, you know? Like, I, I don't want to live in that stuff anymore. It's crazy. take it for too long. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy stuff. Vacation, man. that's it. Yeah. Four nights in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Four that's nights is, is enough. We were four. Yeah, that's the max. Yeah, Usually, you never take a two-week vacation in Vegas. No, no. Yeah, the one, the the one year, which uh, we should probably get into it. This is the trip. I'll tell the story of the big trip. The one year that we were there, um, this is the ridiculous time of all the times we've went, and uh, we were staying at the Palms. And the Palms is a very nice hotel, and we are, and I'm very cheap still. At this point in time, we were going down for a conference with uh, our business partner, and we had, uh, and uh, we had gone to the Palms, and we knew that on Friday, they had um, a thing called uh, Ditch Fridays at the pool, right? And it was sponsored by Miller Lite, and if you went to the, if you would somehow, we knew if we could get a Miller Lite wristband, we could get up to the Miller Lite party, and we get free Miller Lights, right? So we just had to buy a few Miller Lights by the pool from these Miller Lite girls, and then they would give us a wristband, so we thought, right? Yeah. right. So we make ourselves available to these girls. Sorry about my belching. And then um, so we buy our beers, and we're like, hey, we bought some beers from you. Can we get a wristbands? And they're like, no, they're for girls. They're not for you guys, right? <laughs> and then we're like, aw, like, we really want to go. Like, come on, how many beers do we have to buy? So we kept buying the beers and kept following these girls around, just pestering them, right? Yeah. And they thought, we, they thought you were cute. Get, no, I don't know if they Does did. Does it work in Vegas if uh, if you show your horn, maybe you get that thing? Because you, you know, like a chick, you know, they press mm. them together. I don't think I don't no. think a woman's Doesn't ever work. been impressed by a man, <laughs> no. look of a man's penis. They're gross. They look gross, don't they? The penis. Yeah, like, like mushrooms. You girls are heterosexual. Girls, both of you. But do you like the look of a penis? It's horrible to look at. Do you like it? Not attractive. No, it's not attractive. Not even mine. Damn. No, that's why. That's why when girls when girls watch pornography, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you girls personal questions like this. But when girls watch pornography, it's said like it's a study show. This is one of my facts that I don't have to really prove. Um, studies show that uh, they a lot of heterosexual women will turn to lesbian uh, to oh, lesbian really? pornography to get their pornography. Really? Even though they are not uh, lesbians at all. They just find it to be beautiful and tender, the Me way the too. women touch each other and stuff. Yeah. But uh, whereas if you go to the heterosexual stuff, it's just really disgusting and the guys are spitting on the girls and <laughs> doing all kinds. Ramming them. Yeah, they're just doing horrible things. <laughs> finishing in weird... You know, really glazing the donut. You know what I mean? Like that's not romance. You know, I mean, for, for the girls like glazing the more of the romance. The donut. Right. So, anyways, just a little side there in my yeah, story. Yeah, you digress. Yes. So we go to this Friday. We're at this Friday. We're striking out. We're striking out. And then I look at. We're standing in the pool, kind of dejected. And can't get these uh, Miller Lite wristbands. No, we can't get the Miller Lite wristbands. And we think this is our ticket to fun times, right? And so we go to, uh, we look at this cabana, it's just rocking, it's like a cabana up at the top, uh, and, and, and there's girls up there, and these guys are, uh, they're, you know, having a great time, they're dancing around up there, everybody looks like they're having yeah, a great and time. And it's a real pool party, like, this is Ditch Fridays, they got a DJ going all afternoon, and yeah, it's yeah. party time. Yeah, but we're sitting there in the pool, just like against the side of the pool, like a couple yeah. of schlubs, we're, we're not having a good time. <laughs> and so I look at these two guys come out. From the cabana, and they're going in the pool. The one guy's a Mexican guy, stout Mexican guy. He's got my brother's keeper tattooed on his chest, right? And uh, he's carrying a bottle of Jagermeister. 
and he's wearing a hat that's like an animal farm hat that says uh, cock on it, right? It's got a picture of a rooster, right? And then this other fella is uh is got long hair, kind of like reddish brown hair with like kind of gray streaks in it even, and uh, and a red beard, and he's white, and he's got like a muscled uh, T. Yeah. Well, uh, no, tank top. A tank top uh, burn. Yeah. Like 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 sunburn, oh, yeah, yeah. so you yeah. can see sunburn, and he's white where the tank top was, and he's and he kind of looks like a cross between like a. John Belushi, Zach Galifianakis, his face, because his nose is kind of like Belushi's, but he's got the beard like, oh, yeah. you know, Galifianakis. He, cut. he does not give a shit. Right. And these two guys are coming to the pool with the Bali Jagermeister, and they were the ones that just were up there with all the girls at the cabana. And I said to my friend, I said, uh, we got to go hang out with those guys. They're having the most fun in Vegas. So I w- yeah. started walking through the pool over to those guys, and I said, we got to hang out with you guys. You like, like, look like you're having the most fun in Vegas. And the guy, hand, the Mexican guy, hands me the uh, bottle of Jagermeister, and I'm like, "Yes, we're in," you know. We're in. So I start, I drink it, and we're drinking shots of this in the pool, and, we, and we're talking with each other. We're calling the guy White Jesus, hey, eh? the other guy White Jesus. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we go up to the cabana, and it's like, uh, you know, all the booze you want, and Red Bulls, and you know, beers, and. And the music's good, and it's help yourself, everyone. And there's, I think there's even food up there. It's great, eh? We're having a great time. And then my friend ends up finally getting us uh, wristbands for um, the party, eventually near the end. Yeah. And we go up to the party. And it's lame. It sucked, eh? Really? I sat in the pool. It just blew up there. It was terrible. The cabana was so much fun. And then we go up to this other party on the roof, and it's... Uh, it's crap. I'm in the. I made a drug dealer in the yeah, sw- in the swimming pool. That's the only thing that happened. It's like ah. And the guy asked me questions like this. Hey buddy, you like cocaine? And I'm like, nope. Like I don't like cocaine. I never tried it. I don't. I don't want anything to do with it. And then he goes, you like marijuana? And he goes, well now I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> I do like it. You just asked me if I like it. I like it. I'm not going to go and do a drug dealer internationally. I'm not, I'm I'm a little nervous about the whole thing, you know, because I'm a pretty straight laced guy. Honestly, I don't want to be dealing with drug dealers. My wife doesn't want me going and buying drugs, and you know, like she, like all those things would not work. You're on the next episode of Cops, Vegas. <laughs> However, you know, this I was I just spent a lot of time in the cabana, and the guy asked me if I liked it, and then so he ended up texting me the whole weekend, but I never did a deal with him <laughs> but i managed to give him my number <laughs> well, i was drunk i didn't know anyways i was i remember sitting in the pool yeah, like, no, i remember meeting this drug dealer from hawaii and then next thing you know i wake up in my room i blacked out at the pool right and then i went out the yeah from the whatever outside i don't know there's so much booze there right? how many drinks did that guy buy so i buy i buy blacked out at the pool i went to i woke up in my room we went out that night to one of these uh optometry type parties and uh then i uh, did the same thing. I blacked out again, right? And the next day we wake up, we go back to. You the... didn't eat for three days. Yeah, no, I forgot. Where were you during I all forgot. this game? Aren't you supposed to be protecting this guy, like yeah. making him eat something to like? He makes his own decisions. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of following along for the ride, so not as bad as him, but I'm I'm there. So yeah, we're having a good time together. I love my wife. We're having a fantastic time. I think. So the next day, I go. Uh, we get to the pool, and there's my buddies back at the cabana again. So I don't even wait this time. I just go right up to the cabana. This is where I'm spending my entire day today, yeah, yeah. right? So we have even a better time the next day because now we're getting in. We're we're second day with these same guys, yep. and uh, again, we didn't pay for a drink. Like we just kept just kept rolling, and uh, we had a fantastic time by the pool. And it, and there's a bunch of other Canadian girls that ended up coming up. Like same thing thing as you, Darby. Same sort of girls that were coming up. 
and the one girl's name was Moses, and then um, so her name was that's a common her name was Moses, and and uh, this there was the white Jesus, and then me and him were talking one time, and uh, I guess I got too deep for him, like I was telling him something about. I forget. I was just giving him some advice. Oh, you remember. Out. You just don't want to say it. No. Well, I think it was something about... I just said something like um, the guy didn't want to get his picture taken, right? And then uh, I said to him... And they're paying a lot of money. Like, we don't know who these guys are. We asked them a lot of questions. We're like, are you guys... Um, like, well, why are you? Who are you? And they're like, well, we played at the pool the night before. Well, the people that played at the pool the night before was Sugar Ray. You know Sugar Ray? The band Sugar Ray? Oh, yeah. They're sound guy. Yeah. Every morning. <laughs> that, that guy? Well, anyways, uh, we looked up what Sugar Ray looked like, and they didn't look anything like that. And another time they told us they were Slipknot. Uh, and uh, they and then you're never going to know because they wear masks, right? right, right. I'm the drummer from Slipknot. Maybe it was Slipknot. All Who right. knows? You never know, yeah. You could be. It could be. But everything else they said was bullshit. That hat that they had on their head with the rooster on it, he said that was his hat company because I said I liked his hat. He said, oh, yeah, I'll get you a whole – give me your address. I'll give it, send you a box. It's my company. Did you give me your address, too? Like uh, <laughs> you gave the, uh, the drug dealer <laughs> your like phone number? Probably. Probably. Like, yeah. I can take it. So – Anyways, we're, uh, ta- we're I'm having a great time with these guys. They called me the uh, Buddha. They started calling me Buddha because I was giving like deep advice to to this guy about how it was like. And then uh, so, anyways, we go. Um, we're having a good time by the pool all day long, and uh, end up uh, gets a little hazy, and then I black out. I, I forget again. Like I I drank too much. I blacked out. And this time I woke up after a hard, hard sleep in my hotel room. Laying beside the red-haired Jesus. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm just by myself. And, uh, and my wife's gone. I can't find her. I'm texting her. I can't get any uh, word back from her. Uh, I can't find anyone else in our group. And in my head, the only thing that's going through my head is uh, 56306 Palms Place. 56306 Palms Place. That's why I wake up and it's rolling through my head. 56306 Palms Place, right? So I think, I can't find my wife. I got this number going through my head. I got nothing else to do. I guess I'm going to 56306 Palms Place. So it's in a different tower because we're staying in the in the budget tower. We go to Palms Place is where the high rollers oh, are, yeah. right? So we go up to, I go up to 56306. I knock on the door, and this big Mexican guy opens the door. Giant guy. He's, he's watching, like, oh, watching football. No, no, I've never seen this guy before in, in my no, life. Like, he's a, like a massive, like bodyguard type looking guy. And he goes, uh, I go, oh, yeah, I was by the pool, and I think someone had told me like to come up to this. And he goes, I don't care, buddy. Like, come on in, right? So he swings open the door because he was interested in his football game. So he goes back to watching football. I walk in this place. It's unbelievable. Like you walk in and it's got a full kitchen and a living room and the whole and there's like two bedrooms on the one side and two bedrooms on the other side, big suite and the whole side of the the side you're looking at when you walk in is glass, and uh, on the on the there's a balcony out there and it's a beautiful view of the strip and you have uh, there's a pool right on the balcony. No way. Yeah, pool right on the balcony. Yeah, so it's like the top two or three or four floors. You have this pool, right? Of the well, of oh, the palms place, like the top balcony. Yeah, you were the, balcony, oh, yeah, yeah, you were the top balcony. Yeah. So we go in there, and uh, I recognize some people from the pool. The the one it's guy. Fifty six means floor fifty six. Right, we're up to the fifty six floor. So we go, uh, we go in there, and uh, um, I see these guys. There's like the Mexican guy, my brother's keeper, that's there, who said he was in this band. I look around. There's only one old. Uh, beat up guitar in the whole place it's like an acoustic oh, yeah, yeah. blue acoustic guitar i like, think these guys aren't musicians like there's no gear right and then um 
So anyways, they're sitting around, they got a little iPod playing, and it's me, the Mexican, it's this other guy that's like a red-haired, kind of fat redhead guy with like squinty eyes, he looks like he's always baked or something, like he's got real squinty eyes, and there's this other guy who's like a blonde-haired, kind of like a smiley frat boy with like a, a pink hat on or whatever, that's always dancing, we call him smiley uh, dancing guy, right? Yeah, smiley he was, and he was from Hawaii. <laughs> no, no, Rick was from Hawaii, there was another guy named Rick from Hawaii who was in the pool making out with some girl. <laughs> And uh, her friend was uh, beside the pool crying that her friend was behaving like such a slut. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I walk in. And then there was an Asian guy in a three-piece suit. And uh, I remember going up to him and saying, like, oh, you're pretty, you're pretty dressed up, eh? For what, you know. And he goes, I'm required to dress like this, sir. I'm like, oh, really? The butler. It's the butler. Yeah, it was the butler. And the butler looks at my shoes. I'm wearing flip-flops. And he says to me, you can't wear those where we're going tonight, sir. And I said, oh, like... I didn't know we were going anywhere. Where are we headed? Yeah. I said, well, I got shoes in my room. I can run up and get my shoes. And he says, well, would you like me to get you some shoes? We can get you shoes. What size are you? And I'm like, no, I don't want to get caught paying for anything. I'm suspicious of the whole right, thing. Right. So I'm like, no. Well, Rick comes out of the hot tub at the same time. This guy from Hawaii. And he's like, got no shirt on. And he's like, uh, I don't even have a shirt. Right? And the guy <laughs> says, well, what, what size are you? I'll get you a shirt. And he got him like a pressed pink shirt. Came to the room. And that's what he wore out. Meanwhile, Jane and, and the rest of the crew had found me in this room. Yeah. Oh, I, sh I forgot to tell you. We were sitting in the room one time. Me, the Mexican guy, this red-haired guy, and this frat boy guy are all sitting around, and we got the iPod going, and it comes Barbara Ann. You know that Beach Boy yeah, song, yeah. Barbara Ann? Yeah. And so it goes, ba, 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 Baran. And one guy starts, and then it goes, the next guy goes, ba, 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 Baran. And then it's my turn. Ba, 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 all like four of us they from different parts of the world you know like all different no none of us know each other singing bob Rand, it was great we're having a good time and then i remember uh white jesus came out and i was uh he was saying like geez i'm getting too old for all this shit i was supposed to go home last night and i blew it off and i'm still here and you know i'm getting not getting any younger i gotta have kids and, and i'm just like you should have kids i got kids are great you know you'd love it you'd be a great dad i remember saying this shit to him you'd be great dad <laughs> After those debauchery. And anyways, anyone comes up to the room. Those other Canadian girls ended up at the room. And then next thing you know, the butler's taking <coughs> us through the casino, right? They're taking us through uh, the casino. And uh, there's a lineup all the way through the palms for people to get up to this bar. What's it called? Moon Ghost. or Ghost Bar? Yeah. Ghost Bar. And uh, so there's a lineup all the way through. Well, the butler takes us to the velvet rope, and they raise the velvet rope for us. Yeah. And I'm like, i got to go get my shoes upstairs, right? So I run to the elevator. And to get my shoes as fast as I can, come back down. I can see like the whole group of them getting into the elevator, and I'm like, ah, damn, I missed it, you know, like I, I lost the ride or whatever. And the the bouncer comes and says, "We've been waiting for you, sir." And he op and me, like, like me, like what, what are you waiting for me for? And then uh, they open the velvet rope, and I get to go right up, eh? And they go. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I'm nobody. Like, I'm, I'm, an, I'm absolutely. You're just a big mooch. Yeah, I'm just a mooch. And I'm even asking the rest. The rest of those guys are mooches, too, as it turns out. There's only, none of them paid for anything, either. There was only one guy that paid for anything the whole time, and he was called the Wolf. I saw the Wolf pay for one thing. It was a guy with sunglasses on. And uh, if anything, that guy could have been part of the, the band or something. Like, he was the source of the money. But the rest of the guys were just mooches. Like roadies and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like most of the guys were just hanger honors, like people that were they, and whoever was having the party. Like we're from Manitoba and from Hawaii Whitby. and like yeah, like it's yeah. we don't even know. Arizona, there was a bunch of people from Arizona. Anyway, so we got up to this uh, bar. It's packed. It's like a jam-packed club, like uh, the Boof Boof Club, like the 
you know, type of thing. Not my cup of tea, uh, you know. But uh, I'm like, when in Rome, you know, you go to do this boom, boom bullshit, right? So we go through this thing, and it's all packed. And at the we're going right to the front. There's a booth set aside for us. It's an empty booth in this packed club, and that's ours. And on the booth, there's like a bucket of of uh, Heineken. There's a bucket of uh, a vodka with vodka in it, and there's like a bucket of Red Bull, and there's a, a bucket of Dom Perignon in little champagne bottles yeah. that you can also have. Right? It's ridiculous. And then this is what we get to drink. And then uh, across from us, the, uh, the entertainment comes out, and it's. Uh, Paulie D from Jersey oh, Shore. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's a Jesus. DJ. He's a DJ there. And so he comes out, and he's a big attraction. Everyone gets super excited about them. And on the, uh, on the, um, uh, like we're in a booth. So on the booth behind us, like where the back of the chair would be, there was like the girls would just get up there and dance. Like any of the girls go up there and dance. If I went up, which I tried to go up and dance one time, uh, they told me, no, you're, you have to get down. You're a man. And we, we hate men in Vegas. And you know, we want just women to be up there, which is understandable. But uh, later on, <laughs> you agree with them fully yeah, as yeah. you like <laughs> hang, hang your head down as you crawl down off yeah, the small stage. <laughs> I got it. And then we said we ended up uh, we ended up at about one o'clock. You know, where the music's going and everyone's the drinks are flowing and stuff. And then about one o'clock, you start to notice these girls that are. You know, dancing behind you, start dropping like poof. One just drops, and then another five minutes, you know, poof, another one drops, and and uh, well, we lose our balance. The heels. Yeah, especially. Yeah, it's yeah. the heels. They were dropping like flies, and then they'd go scurry off and go home. Like, uh, yeah, we lost a lot of the. They started to thin out pretty quick, like when the booze started kicking in on on these people, and then uh, we had the same happened to us, and we went. I blacked out for the fourth time in two days, and we went home. Four times in two days. <laughs> yeah, we do twice a day. I'd black out once at the pool, and one. I'm not proud of any of this, but it just went. I was actually having supper when you woke up and couldn't find me in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was having a steak dinner, and I was like, I had forgotten to eat for like the three days, and then by the time I started to, the next day we woke up, we were the oldest couple in Vegas. Hey, <laughs> okay? the Sunday that we were there, we woke up and we're like, I go, Jane, I just want. F- like something to eat and then i want to do nothing i don't want anyone to find me you know i just wanted to hide and we went to bobby flay's for dinner and then we went to penn and teller remember yeah, yeah. like a couple of dinner old, and a show couple of, it's 109 so we're gonna get we're gonna wrap it up yeah dinner and a show that was so that was the big vegas experience but for a guy for a nobody uh cheapskate like yeah. myself it was a it was the best thing well, a man could hope for. We've never been time. able to top it. Like it was ridiculous. Like it was honestly Dom Perignon and like just high end stuff, and we were led like to the front of this crazy show that probably would have cost people oh, tons yeah. of money to go to, and like. Well, to buy one drink would have been ridiculous. Oh, yeah. There, you know. Yeah. And uh, to think we ended up having that time for nothing. So afterwards, I wanted to look these guys up to thank them for it. You know, it's like yeah, you guys yeah. are so generous to us. I really appreciate it. Well, I want to just thank you. So I looked up the hat company that this guy supposedly, he's not, I, he's, he doesn't own it. Like it's not even, the, it's a different part of the country he was talking about. I looked up the Sugar Ray thing. They're not part of Sugar Ray. Like I looked up everything. They're, these guys just lied to us the entire weekend. And we, but at the end of the day, they were, it was, uh, it was, uh, if they were scamming us somehow, it was the nicest scam I've ever been a part of. Yeah. I just really want to, yeah, just so. If anyone recognizes the story as you being a part of it, if the white Jesus is listening, Buddha says thank you. And with, with that being said, let's just call this a show. So this has been Vegas, uh, calling all douchebags. We're talking Vegas, and uh, 
Thank you very much for always giving the Live from the Dutch Hall support. Thank you for all coming in today. And uh, follow me on Facebook, or no, follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook. Uh, what's the other thing we got to do? If you, wanna, if you want, you can always donate PayPal. on, uh, yeah, on PayPal. PayPal. And uh, keep using the Amazon link. And, and guys, just for the life of the Dutch Hall listeners, this is a really important thing. They put out a $10 coupon, VGs, just for our listeners. Go to my website. You can print it off. You get $10 off a six-pack of Prime Red Steaks. And I uh, just want to thank VG's again for supporting us. And otherwise, we'll tell all your friends about the show. Uh, give me a review. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, crap. My theme song. See, I almost nailed it, Jane. But I don't so know. Close. There we go. We'll see you next week, everybody. But I didn't want to like challenge you too much. Right. Next time you'll talk more. I'm surprised the poop story didn't come out. I kept seeing him grab his stomach as I go. No. Here it comes. Here it comes. He's gonna run.